It's Great Mondays Radio. I'm Josh Levine, your host, founder of Great Mondays. We help executives from hypergrowth technology and social enterprise organizations build cultures that attract, engage, and retain top talent. If you'd like to be a guest on our program, hang out for about 20 minutes and I'll tell you how. Welcome to Great Mondays Radio. I'm Josh Levine, your host. And today I have uh, Colleen Murray, who is a partner at Jump Associates, a strategy and innovation firm that works with Fortune 500 companies to keep them future focused. And we're going to be talking all about purpose, this really important aspect of culture and something that I find really, really compelling. And so uh, Colleen seems to think she has some hard data to prove that uh, a purpose-driven company going to outperform a non-purpose-driven company. Uh, Colleen Murray, it is so good to see you. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on. Oh, thank you, Josh. Uh, thrilled to be here. So um, you're, you have been at, uh, with, with Jump Associates for a long time as a partner. You and I have known each other for a long time since way back when we, we were uh, working together on Culture Lab X and right when people, people weren't really thinking about culture so much. So we have, a, we have quite a history. Um, and I'm, that's why I'm really excited to talk to you because I know you've been so focused on and appreciative of the power of um, culture inside of organizations. And I think you have a particular unique point of view in this, um, this idea that you help organizations stay future focused. And more specifically, you've been working a lot recently on purpose. So can you tell me a little bit about why, why you all have worked on purpose? I mean, there's a lot of things that a strategy and innovation firm can, can work on. What purpose seems so uh, fuzzy? Yeah. It can for sure. Um, yeah, you're right. I work at a strategy firm and people at our best people pay us a lot of money to deliver strategies, right? That they should bet on for the future. Right. Um, and I love that work. That's why I've been at jump for 20 years. Like you said, uh, time flies is crazy. Right. But pretty early on, I also learned that, um, even the best strategies are what we think, like you do all this research and kind of like make it defensible, but like, you know, they just don't go anywhere if you don't have someone inside that company like making it happen right like it is all about yep. people like you need to operationalize it like it can't just be strategy is not like what is the graph in the powerpoint right it has to be the thousand million little decisions that are made throughout the organization every single day right and so like that involves like often a strong leader who's going to champion that idea about change, right? Often there's some sort of change that happens and we don't like change as human beings. That's hard. You need a leader who's going to champion it, right? And you need people that are going to follow that leader, right? Um, and so that really does speak to culture, right? You want to get people like jazzed up, like fired up to do something, to like come to work and like make that stuff happen today, right? And so you kind of like, in my work and my work at Jump, like I started kind of looking under the surface a little bit, right? And explore what makes that change happen, right? And like, we, if, if people and companies have a clear why, a deeper reason to do the work they're doing beyond getting that paycheck, we find they're more driven to make something happen, right? To, mm -hmm. to drive change to happen, right? And mm -hmm. I would call that purpose, right? We know that people as individuals, I don't know about for you, for me, like other people we know, and people feel really strong about who they are and what their purpose is in the world, they tend to be more focused and more driven and more confident, right? And I think the same is true for 
organizations, right? And that's really how started working in this space, right? Like that mm -hmm. understanding, having helping organizations understand their bigger why can really be a beacon and a filter, we say, right? Not just about the fuzzy culture, but really a beacon and filter, not just for recruiting and retaining employees, but really engaging customers and like making money, driving return for their share shareholders if you do it right. Yeah, I think one of the things that as a um uh, someone that, you know, as a, someone that lives a professional that lives in this kind of modern cluttered option, rich society saying no to certain things is really important and having a purpose, whether you're an individual, a team or an organization saying, being able to go, no, that does not, it's not going to help me get where I'm going is going to be really important. Totally. And I think, you know, I mean, I think that was my personal experience. You know, I mean, before I have been at Jump for a long time, but you know, Josh, we're kind of old now, I guess. I've had some jobs even before <laughs> I worked at Jump, right? And I think I've worked at a lot of places that I think I would say had strong cultures. Like, I mean, it's one of the things, culture exists, whether you define it as a culture or not, exactly. there's something there, right? right? And I've worked at some strong cultures that I wouldn't say I were great cultures or maybe they just didn't personally resonate with me right exactly. i think like very early in my career i worked like in the first dot-com you know um bubble of the 90s right i mean and that was like everything you might stereotypically think about that time like we it was super fun and we had food and beer and foosball tables and parties and all my friends worked there because we hired each other it was like super fun right i mean i loved that time of my life but like pretty quickly, the work kind of felt it left a little be, to be desired for me. It was a little flat. Like I was like um, a role. My role is mostly a designer then, like designing early websites, right? And I just I want to make something great, right, for the clients who are paying us money for who, whoever was going to be looking at this website and be like, who is this for? And like, wow, is going to be using it? And I got a lot of like, yeah, it's good enough, right? Like, yeah, yeah we're gonna like time's up, right? Let's go have a beer, <laughs> kind of thing. It's like it's good. Right. Yeah. And um, and so I, that was a strong culture. Right. But it didn't really re it left me wanting more like for what. Right. And fast forward when I eventually found my way to jump. Right. Like I, I found myself in another strong culture and um, it wasn't always easy. Like I was sort of uh, thrown into um, things like um you know, uh, leaning into one of our values is intention, like having to lean into that, like to learn to give and receive sometimes tough feedback, right? And coaching, right? To show up with curiosity and passion every day um, and really expect each other to live our values and call each other out when they're not, right? That is not always easy. But that's those not, values really- That's not fun. It's not, it can, there are many days that um, <laughs> were challenging, right? But I also, they, I don't know, there was something about that that very much resonated with me personally that kept me coming back, right? And I think it is because at least at Jump, we have identified our greater purpose, right? Which is to, we, our purpose is to, trans live, to transform lives through learning and growth, right? And that I could see how those values really laddered up they were mechanisms they were means they were of of activities and actions and behaviors a series of those things that could ladder up to how we could all live that purpose every single day and that i just personally resonated with and i think that's a big reason why i'm still there 20 years later right, right. so i think that like big awareness that connection is that like cultures are great when they actually are in service of a greater way that greater purpose so um one of the most compelling arguments that um, I find people resonate with is 
um, you have to answer the question why before your employees start asking it. <laughs> because when it, they start asking it, it's too it's too late almost, right? You're like, totally. so I, I kind of think about like, you know, you're working really hard, you're doing a late night, you, you know, quarter end or whatever it might be. And they go, why am I not home? Like, this is really hard. And so you got to have that why in place. So let's get into some of the um, uh, observations that you have been part of, some projects that and, and clients that you've worked with um, and how that's really improved their performance, their bottom line. Can you share a little bit about um, maybe one or two of the clients that you have worked on purpose with and, and how that changed or amplified their strategy? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think one of the biggest unlocks for, for me, for us um, doing this purpose work is being able to have a really clear um, definition of what it means to be a purpose-driven company, right? Because like okay. you say, you're right, totally. You are right. Like you need a purpose, right? But I think that is like sort of step one, like having an activated purpose. Like, can I actually articulate what is that reason for the company to exist beyond making money? So um, sometimes um, organization, organizations that we work with have that coming in and sometimes they don't, right? And so um, one of the organizations to your point that we've worked with over the years, uh, we helped uh, Target, who we all know, probably most of us know Target, have spent some time in a Target um, mm -hmm. to identify their purpose um, and their values. And um, I did think they have, that- has, Did they have something coming in? Did they have um, a purpose? They did not have an articulated purpose in that way. They had other things. They had a mission and they had some values. And so there was something there, right? Like, it's not like they had never thought about it. Like, clearly to your point, there was a culture there. Um, and there's a lot of positive stuff that were- um, kind of uh, driving that culture, right? And uh, so we went in and kind of like talked to a bunch of their, what we call leaders and lifers, like their leaders in terms of what they care about and what makes them tick. And lifers, people who have been there for a really long time that can tell us the stories, not just of today, but of, you know, 20 years ago and kind of what made Target great. And that's a real um, perspective that we often bring when we do this work. I feel like coming from a place of what I would call like appreciative inquiry, you know, a lot of organizations be, say like, I want to be, I want to be like Starbucks. I want to be like, uh, you know, Google. And you're like, okay, but you're not Google. Is that what you tell your kids? Right. You're like, why you like, you want to be more like your brother. It's like, no, you want to be more like yourself. How do you like play to your own strengths? Um, and we go in and it's kind of a process of more like excavation, I would say, like kind of understanding, mm -hmm. like what is there and digging in and kind of, um, shedding light on it and putting some words on something um, as opposed to trying to like have it be a creative act where you're gonna come in and like just whiteboard and be like what do we want the purpose to be that's cool right because that tends to be one of like I don't know there are I think a lot of organizations that unfortunately do that these days and it's like you put it up on your website and it sounds good because they feel like they want a purpose and people are asking them for the purpose but um what's well, then what then what are you going to do, right? Because the minute you put that out into the world, people are going to hold you to it. So I think having that mm -hmm. activated purpose is like step one, right? Um, I think uh, you also like purpose, real purpose-driven companies, I think we see also then have that aligned culture around that purpose, what we talked about, connection between values and behaviors with that greater why, right? A consistent yep. set of beliefs and behaviors that people inside and outside the company can even like count on you, right? Like is yep. that it like is genuine. Um, I think we see other purpose-driven companies have this idea 
I would call it stakeholder centricity, right? Like a mindset of creating value beyond um, just the employees or the investors who might be making money, right? So actually caring and thinking about how, what they're doing and how they're acting in the world and how that might impact their customers or their suppliers, right? Or yeah. their vendors. Um, you know, I think a company like um, uh, Whole Foods actually, uh, at least from where they started is like really great at doing this, like because they, you know, care a lot about their farmers and where their food is coming from and how it's being sourced and all those things were really embedded in the organization from the beginning. And I think that's one of the reasons that sort of drives I would say they have a pretty strong purpose, um, purpose, they're pretty good purpose-driven organization. Um, I think as an aside, you know, now they've been acquired by Amazon. There's a bunch of like, we'll see how that pans out. But, you know, I yeah. think I'm thinking of the Whole Foods that, uh, you know, the original from the Whole beginning. Foods. And, yeah, the original Whole Foods, right? And then I think, you know, some of the other things that we talked about before, like having a, a idea of like, how do you approach leadership, right? And managing like next level leadership, like actually training and thinking about developing leaders to be prepared to lead for not just today, but the futures, right? That yeah. is like potentially ambiguous and uncertain. Um, and bringing that through a lens of future focus, right? A time horizon for planning and execution that is beyond like this quarter or this year, right? But is actually for the future. Tell um, me- So I think- yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's a lot, but I, I just mention all those things because I think that there sometimes is a misconception. It's like, yeah, we have a purpose. We're a purpose-driven organization. I would say that is step one. But like to truly live mm -hmm. and have be able to operationalize the bigger why, like you need all the the culture, the idea of who your stakeholders are, the leadership, the like planning mechanisms to all really come together to be able to like make it um, true and real and be able to like bring it to life. You recall what the what you ended up with at Target, the purpose? Oh, you're gonna call me on that now, Josh. Um, <laughs> That's why I asked the question. You could say no. <laughs> sure, you have it up. All right, so I'll I'll continue to ask that question. All right, so I want to. Yeah, no, it is actually. It? Okay. I was yeah. To, Target's purpose is to help all families discover the joy of everyday life. To help all families discover the joy of everyday life. I love it. Okay, so now. You're talking about activation of yeah. purpose. Great. Okay. We have this amazing statement on the wall and it's different than mission and a mission statement. It's different than a vision statement. So what was the next connective piece that you then, like, did you teach the CEO and the leaders like what that meant and how they should act? Did you create a manager training? Like, how did you bring that to life? Because again, it's a great, beautiful statement, but you're talking totally. about actually like doing something with it. How does yeah. that inform how a company act actually operates? Well, if you have a purpose and you have this awareness, right, that like we have to do something more to activate it. I think one of the things that I've seen that is most successful is to start to like um, document to codify where we are today, because I would say every purpose driven, all companies, even ones that are like particularly purpose driven are, we're all on a journey, including Jeff, right? Like we're all on a journey. We're not perfect, right? To have an activated purpose and align culture and stakeholders, interested in leadership. And like, 
that's a lot, right? And how do you operate? Culture is not a destination. It is not a destination. It is a journey. But I would argue that like, you know, like uh, if you're trying to lose weight or get healthier, like documenting where you started and what you're actually doing so that you can measure your progress can be a really helpful thing, right? And so the first thing that we did is like, take all these elements and we put it together on a scorecard. So you can actually rate, we go in with leadership teams, we actually sit down and say, how you doing on activating your purpose, right? On a scale of like one through five, right? And we can actually rate. Um, and some of this is based on anecdotal feedback from your leadership team, but we can also go in and like, look at what's happening, right? And what are the artifacts? What are the behaviors? What are the things that are happening? And give yourself an actual rating um, of how purpose-driven you are. Well, so what's the thing on the, you're like, I'm going to put the rating card. You're like, how well am I helping families appreciate the joy of everyday things? Like what, what goes on that? What is the, and, and I'm only, I'm doing this because yeah, where I feel like we can, we can get deeper in, you know, I want to know, like, I think everybody who listens, you know, most of the people who are listening to the podcast, you know, are like, yeah, purpose, totally. You know, Josh, you talk about this all the time. So what's, you know, it's like, tell me specifically, what are we talking about? Yeah. So specifically, if you're talking about like, okay, how, how are we doing on our activated purpose? I would ask questions like, well, one, do you have a purpose beyond making money? Like, right. Okay. Let's Obviously. start there. Okay. If you have that, can all employees articulate the purpose in an authentic way? Okay. Great. Or is that something that like the CEO and maybe five other people can do? That's awareness. I wouldn't say your right? awareness. So awareness. And, and yep. Awareness. Um, then if they can do that, like, do you, does the company guide company decision-making and priorities? Do you actually like consider it when you are making strategic decisions about what you're going to do? That's a whole nother level of like application, right? Yep. And then if you're doing that pretty well, like is the purpose embedded into company governance systems? Like, are you actually measuring and tracking what you are doing over time? I think that's a pretty high bar. Not very many organizations are doing that, that is... but like, yeah, man, if you are like, I want to give you a lot more credit for doing that and really embedding yeah. it into the fabric of your DNA and like how you're working every day versus just like having a statement. I'm not just devaluating having the statement that can be like a hard work right there. Yeah. But, like that is just the beginning. Right. Yeah. Does that make so sense? It does. Absolutely. So how do you um, create awareness? How, you know, how do you teach your clients to move along that, right? So you just told us the story about, do you, okay, we have it. Yeah. So now we're going to talk about awareness and then we're going to talk about application and maybe not get into the governance because that's rare, rarefied air. We're not there yet. Right. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think we are. Uh, you know what? No, I but th I think, oh, sorry. I was just going to, sorry to interrupt, but like, you know, I think a great example of a company like that is like, Ben and Jerry's, uh, Ben and Jerry's is not a client or someone I've worked with, but like they are known, they have a lot of, um, you know, public information out there that I think they have like pretty great governance systems around how they're do. actually living their purpose. Right. Yeah. And I think, yeah. right. In terms of like having, um, uh, share like metrics around how they're performing, being able to like make that public, put that out in a report every year. And so it like holds example. them to it and other people hold it. And so yeah. it is possible. It is possible. Oh, totally. It's totally possible <laughs> for sure. How do you, so how do you help? You know, I have my own assumptions around, you know, I, th I think about it like this and I, and, and it can be with purpose or it can be with values. 
First is yeah. awareness or, or, or does, do they exist? Let's say, assume they do the awareness. Totally. Do you, do you know, can you tell me what they are? And then second is understanding what do they mean? And then the third, to your point, application, right? So awareness, understanding application, those to me are, that's what I would. And that's what I think you're talking about when you're talking about a scorecard. And then that's what we advise. You're like, okay, if you're going to do a regular survey or whatever, however you're going to measure it, that's what you want to know. And you're going to see kind of phased bumps, right? Like rollout. Yay. We have it. Everybody goes, yay have it and then and then it's like but what does that mean and now we have to do the next thing totally yeah exactly you're exactly right it's like awareness understanding um you know embedding that into the organization and like uh, decision making and then like governance right so yeah, yeah it gets harder over time and i think um you know what we're finding is that you know uh i'm not gonna i'll so the highest, uh, so we've been like rating all these companies, all these purpose-driven companies, right? And developing our own kind of you index, a, you, if you, you will. You have a purpose, purpose index or something like we that? We do, we do. Um, that, and actually very soon, uh, people are going to be stuff. able to come to our website and anybody, whether you're a client of Jump or not, can like go and like rate your own company. So you can get your own sense of I'm, like- I'm already, I'm first in line. Let me know. Yeah. I want to know when it's up. Um, but you know, it does get progressively harder over time. And so you're right. Like we're working with an organization right now to do some like purpose activation rollout. We're going to do a series. So we did work last year. We have a purpose statement and then we're going to go and we're going to do some immersions where we're going to like, you know, introduce this to all the employees and have them try it on and stuff. And so I do suspect that their purpose, uh, score is going to go around activated purpose is going to go up, uh, pretty dramatically in the next few months. Right. But then to get to the next level of yeah. like guiding decision-making, yes. uh, you know, that is harder. Right. And probably going to take longer. Um, and there's more work to do there. Um, how, do you, so, how do you do yeah. it? I mean, how do you get people to, um, what are your uh, either in in experience or in you know hypothesis how yeah. do you get people to start um using it in their day to day yeah even I the executives it, right like they're totally I well like i think it's over the head well, I think it exists on um, a few different levels, right? I think there's like, how do you normalize some of this stuff and just make it not like some, some uh, one more thing that we have to add to our to-do list, if you will, because everyone is busy and despite our best intentions, right? Like yep. it might just fall to the bottom of the list and not happen. So how do you kind of work it into our everyday and like create um, rituals and behaviors that uh, keep it top of mind, right? So like- <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like stuff that you can do, like, hey, you're probably having a leadership team meeting anyway. And if we all know that we have this purpose and we've all said that we believe that this is important and let's assume it is right. Like, why not take like a minute at the beginning of your meeting and be like, how do we do anything happen this week that like showed that we like lived our purpose and just tell a story, right? I'm like, nodding vigorously. You're probably going to, they might do that anyway. They're probably saying what happened this week or like, what is the updates going on? Right. Everybody's doing some sort of like either giving updates or, you know, and, like, and just tie it back to the purpose. Just tie just it back, tie to, it the back purpose, to the purpose. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know you're a big fan of sort of, um, you know, celebrations around like culture and values and stuff. Right. And I think, yeah, that's another great way to do it. Like um, values, awards and stuff. Right. And those are great. Some, com some companies, you know, you might do that 
at a holiday party or at the end of the year, which is awesome. I would say even better if you can work it in more often, right? Like uh, weekly acknowledgements, like, hey, I want to shout out this person because they lived our value in this like uh, meeting that happened or yeah. this interaction that I had with them. Those sort of things like are not that hard. Probably something is happening, some activity is happening in the normal day to day anyway. And how do you work these things in? If so they're you top of can mind? find, if you can find the thing, like a thing that's already happening and then connect that to purpose, that's like, so you don't have to spend the, I mean, it's not, you do have to start new things, right? You're going to have to sure. check. And that's the hard part, but why not just piggyback on already if we have, you know, a get together or a, like you said, a staff meeting or whatever it might be. That is so, that is such an important insight um, to make things a little bit easier. Totally. In exactly. The, in the exactly. adoption, right? Can we talk about, so you're, you're teasing with the, this, this purpose index. Um, how do you measure that? Like, what are we, what are you, what are we talking about here? Yeah. So if you can imagine, like we, you can score yourself, right? Like you can also um, look, what we've been doing is basically looking at how companies that um, are rating pretty highly on these like purpose scores that we're, we are, that I've been talking about. Um, does that impact their financial performance at all? Right. I mean, because at the uh -huh. end of the day, I think everyone's saying, yeah, it's better. Like, I don't know. I think, I don't know. I think you and I have this idea. I feel like, better. It might be better to right. be a purpose-driven company, right? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I might like it more, but like, does that really help my business at the end of the day? Like, what what is it in service of, right? Because like, yes. there's a lot of talk. I would say, talk, like companies out there talking a big game about what is what being purpose-driven is going to get you, right? And I do think, like, yeah. If it feels better, it like clearly there's some um, benefit around in, like maybe being able to better engagement. hire employees, yep. engagement, retention, right? like, employing, like maybe attract employees to come work in my company in the first place or retain yeah. them. Like yep. that's awesome, right? But like yep. beyond that, like is it going to benefit my business, right? And I would argue, um, yes. Now again, it's a you're playing the long game here, right? But we've been basically tracking. Um, so there's a lot of companies that are purpose driven. I think uh, if you look at ones that we can actually track their performance over time, which we can't all because many purpose-driven companies, there's many wonderful privately owned founder-driven organizations. And like, I don't have access to all of their financial performance, but we can look at publicly traded companies. Um, and many of them, I think, um, are also purpose-driven uh, and many are not, right? But if you take some of those purpose-driven ones, um, and that's exactly what we've been doing of like looking at how they um, have been performing for the last 20 years um, against some of their comparables, um, comparable companies. So you imagine like if you take a, a company like Southwest Airlines, I think they're very well known. I would say they're a pretty purpose-driven organization and um, compare them to like their American or United, which are leading uh, airline comparables in their industry. Um, how are they performing, right? Or same thing, like a Harley Davidson versus, you know, like a Yamaha or mm -hmm. a Starbucks or Chipotle compared to like McDonald's or Dunkin' or like Wendy's, that kind of stuff. You can start to see that over time, um, they actually indeed do um, outperform uh, purpose, uh, non-purpose driven. Okay, okay. So let's let's that let's uh, 
um, sharpen this a little bit. How do you, <laughs> how do you define a purpose-driven company? Because you just said, and I agreed that anybody can claim, can have a purpose. It doesn't mean that that's, that's activated. So are you defining them just by, and, and assume me, I don't know, maybe <laughs> I'll stop. No, you How are, do you define a purpose-driven company? You are absolutely right. I think that is the whole thing, right? Because if you look at what is a purpose-driven company um, and you're making your own qualitative assessment of what is a purpose-driven company, there's a lot of room for interpretation there, right? And so yeah. what, do, what do we mean by a purpose-driven company? They have an activated purpose. So they, have a, they actually have a real statement that is okay. more than um, making money. They have an aligned culture, which is again, a set of beliefs and behaviors, right? That like actually drive that. They have this idea, they live this idea of stakeholder centricity, right? Like being able to create value beyond um, their investors. They're investing in their leaders and next level leaders, and they are planning for the future and being like much more future, future focused um, in terms of like where they're going. And um, yeah, you can, you can look at um, different levels of that. And so I think, you know, just to play that out in a, a company like Google, for example, before I did this work, I wouldn't necessarily that they would say that they were maybe the most purpose-driven, but like they have an amazing future-focused perspective. I think a lot, um, and, and that's the whole thing, right? And so maybe they have more work to do on some of the other aspects, but like they, I would say, are still on the path as well, right? Mm. Um, or next-level leadership uh, companies like Netflix, for example. I think Reed Hastings, for example, the former CEO, is like really. Uh, done a wonderful job of like being able to develop next level leadership, right? And like leaders that have gone on to like work at other organizations and do other things. And so again, like people are going to companies, I should say, are going to be at different levels of um, development and sophistication around different factors around being purpose-driven. Um, but that those, if they do that with intention, actually yes. can drive a lot of different parts of um, their business. So to me, what you're describing is more of a jump index than necessarily explicitly a purpose index because you have leadership, you have, and these are all great things, right? Of course, you've got purpose and you've got alignment, a, a plus, right? But you're also talking about a future facing, right? That's your bias. And, and, and I think rightfully so, obviously, and the executive training. I mean, you could extrapolate those two features and see how that, how that, you know, plays out. Um, and, and I think this is, this is awesome. I mean, I think it's really interesting data. I'm just, I, I'm, what I'm seeing is a um, yes. And of like, it's about purpose and, and, you know, maybe half of that, half of those functions are, are purposey. Well, totally. I think like you are right. And that any company could say, we're going to be about the future or we're going to develop leaders. Right. Um, mm -hmm. That may have nothing to do with purpose. And I would argue that uh, companies that actually care about purpose and have an activated purpose and culture will get more out of their purpose, be able to have more impact, be able to deliver more results to everyone involved if it is not just an internal uh, exercise, but actually embedded into your entire long-term strategy yep. 
and choices that you're making about what you're investing in. And that's why I would, I bring all of these things together in terms of what truly makes a purpose-driven organization. And that ties us right back to that first thing that we were talking about, which is purpose is a lens. It's a decision-making tool. And so you could be training leaders, but to do what you could be exactly in service of what in service of what what what? am i exactly you know because and this year oh look at that bright shiny thing you know over here and the next year i'm like well it needs to be ai i'm gonna go over here and you know right like that's (laughs) that's so exactly i think that's um uh, thank you for for uh engaging with me and 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 that just no and thank you for pushing it because i think that's a really important point because they could seem like disparate things right um, and they are often disparate things for for companies um, and for organizations. And I would argue less there's benefit in thinking of them holistically, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. In service of what? In service of what? That's well, maybe question. maybe you can start. Uh, maybe next the next ten years, you guys can start uh, uh, some sort of fund of all these, a basket of uh, right, like an ETF of purpose driven organizations. That would be pretty cool. That. Totally. Um, Amazing. Uh, Colleen Murray, who partner of Jump Associates. Um, thank you so much. Your URL, I just assume is jumpassociates.com. I forgot to ask. You got it. That Jump, is correct. Jumpassociates.com. Um, it is so good to talk to you and catch up. Um, I'm you so too. thrilled to see um, that you guys are really putting in the hard work to not only continue to push this construct, but also measure it and um, keep checking back on jumpassociates.com because you're going to be releasing that, uh, that index. So you're going to release some sort of self-assessment. Is that correct? We are. Yeah. People will be able to actually go, um, rate their own company, um, if they want to do that, which would be super fun. Um, and you know, I think just, I know we're about to wrap up here, but I think that like, yeah, I know you and I both love this stuff. Right. And so it's just like fun to like geek out and talk about it. But I think that like, you know, there are a lot of, and probably a lot of people that listen to this podcast also love this, right? And like want to learn, um, which is super cool. Um, and so thank you for having me on to be part of that community. But I also think that like companies um, are, I don't know, something is changing. I don't know if you feel like this, something is changing in the world a little bit like that, um, whether, you know, people are um, not just buying stuff, but really thinking about voting with their dollar, I guess is the terminology, but like everything from like, people wanting to go out and buy a Patagonia sweatshirt because they want to like save the planet to people boycotting like Bud Light or Target for, you know, uh, what they did uh, during Pride Month because they disagree with those. Like, it's not a choice for organizations anymore. I think that like consumers are savvy and they're looking beyond the surface and they're looking at what these companies stand for and what they are. And so it's not just a nice to have thing. I would argue that this is really going to be about the future. Like it's going to be hard for companies to be, to maintain relevancy if they're not actually paying attention to the bigger why um, and making those choices because they will be forced to. And I think uh, I would argue get on it and it's better to be proactive and be able to like actually manage that and control that and kind of figure out what you want to do versus like having somebody tell that story for you. It's going to happen whether you pay attention to it or uh, or, or not, right? Thank you, Colleen. It's been a a real pleasure. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, Josh. Thanks for listening to Great Mondays Radio. Hey, if you want to be a guest, 
head over to radio.greatmondays.com. And if you think this episode was interesting and your friends and fans would enjoy it, please share on social media. And if you want to get more people to understand the power of company culture in business today, please rate and review Great Mondays Radio on your podcast feed. It really helps us reach more people. If you want to hear more candid conversations with culture leaders, subscribe to Great Mondays Radio. I'd love to connect with you. Find me on LinkedIn at aka Josh Levine, on YouTube at Great Mondays, and you can always email me, josh at greatmondays.com. Find out more about our work with hypergrowth technology and social enterprise organizations at greatmondays.com. I'm Josh Levine. Thanks for listening to Great Mondays Radio.